All right, uh, you know, obviously excited uh, for, uh, for this week. You know, uh, proud of the guys with the win last week. Um, things we want to things we want to do this week um, uh, to improve upon. Um, excited for the game. Excited for the chance to play against Michigan State. Uh, on a personal note, um, excited to coach against you know Coach um, Barnett. You know, he's one of the good men in in football for many many years. Kind of you know, young guys like me look up to. Uh, spent several 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 years there. Was, at Florida State, I think what he's done for his alma mater, he was an All-American there, he's a great player there, what he's done for his alma mater, stepping in and filling the void, I have a lot of respect for. So a lot of respect for this football team. I know, you know Coach D'Antonio's back with them. Um, they're really, really, really physical up front, um, you know, in the upper half of the Big Ten and rush defense. So it's a, it's a challenging matchup for us with the way that we play. So it should be a heck of a game. Speaking of that, uh, defensive front, I thought they played well. Yeah, I thought they, I mean, it says three sacks, but two of those are on the quarterback. You know, um, you know, and, and I, you know, I say on the quarterback, I'm not mad at them about it. Like we play right, but they're not getting run by. You know, and even the one on the first drive was just a delayed. You know, they took the end off. They they delayed. I mean, that 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 was a none of those were really a guy getting beat. So I thought the offensive line hung in there and played well. I love the way Justin plays, the energy he plays with. I love. Um, you know, I love the way Henry came in the game ready to go. So I thought the offensive line, I thought Teddy played well. I thought the offensive line um, battled and was a bright spot for us in that game. Coach, do you have an update on Omar? Yeah, Omar's in the protocol, so we'll wait and see what happens. Coach, do you, you have to go through, um, you guys have never been on this long of a win streak before. And I know we talked about keeping the field, you have to remind them. I mean, like, because there's going to be a lot of good things talked about in this team this week. How do you keep your guys going? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think our guys watched the tape, and um, um, I, I think defensively they knew it wasn't very, it wasn't really nearly as good as we thought it was. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of things that you know, a lot of things that that could have happened didn't happen. But um, we we you know we weren't at our depths in the secondary, even the touchdown. I mean, to give up a touchdown on third and fifteen. I mean, we, our scrambles have really hurt us this year. If there's one thing on defense we have to improve upon. It's our it's our scramble defense, and, and quarterbacks just scramble have really hurt us and uh, hurt us again in that game. You know, we we got some takeaways, which is great. Proud of the guys, uh, but we didn't tackle at the level we've tackled before. And with the back we're going to face this week, uh, you know, EJ had him last year at UConn. Uh, Carter, you know, you, be, you better tackle. <laughs> this guy's big and physical and downhill. So we didn't play nearly as well on defense as the stats denoted. Like. You know, sometimes, you know, you, and I think in fairness to me, like when we've lost, I said, you know, hey, we've done this better than I thought. This was better than I thought. We came in, I think the guys, all of us were kind of like, hey, that was, really wasn't the level of defense we thought we should, we were playing. So um, I think there's that. Um, was, uh, what, what, am I asking, answering your full question? Well, it just, as a whole, mentally, with these guys, yeah. there's going to be a lot of positivity around it. And that's yeah. something that these guys truly haven't experienced. Yeah, I, I, but I want them to have positivity, right? Like, right. Um, you know, I think when you come to a place like Nebraska, Nebraska has won so much that in, in history that if it, if it doesn't look like the 97 team, I mean, all I hear people tell me is, well, it was ugly. I'm like, okay, 31-14 wasn't too ugly to me, right? So, you know, everyone, you know, I, I understand it. I'm not complaining about it. When I say these things, I'm saying it for the players. Right? I mean, like, everyone has to have a take. I mean, I, I don't know how many people follow you if everything you get up there and say on your things are super positive, right? I mean, I mean so you have to find something to, you know, to talk about. But... Um, I thought we did a lot of positive things in the game. I thought we did a lot of negative things in the game. So it's just the truth's always there, right? Let the tape be the truth, right? So we have the same process on Sundays. Come in and watch the tape. It's, it's almost a, on the vice versa on offense. Like, 
I told the offensive guy, I told the staff, I said, I, I mean, I was, I went after the offensive staff up because I want 24 points, and I want 40% on third down, and I want, um, and I want um, uh, to win the turnover battle. And we scored 24 points on offense. <laughs> we were 43% uh, on third down, but we lost the turnover battle. So um, we're last in the nation right now in fumbles. We're last in the nation in fumbles lost. That's, that falls squarely on my head. But a lot of the other things, you know, with the amount of guys down and, you know, to go out there and score 24 points against Purdue, I mean, that's not easy to do. <laughs> Just Purdue can play defense. That number five, man, <laughs> something else. Number four, you're something else, but we knew it going in, right? So um, to have young receivers go out there and make those plays, like, you know, I think Jalen Lloyd came to our house on Thursday night. I think he told Julie he was going to score two touchdowns. You know, I mean, he was a confident little guy and went out there, and I say little guy in a fun way. He's a grown man, but, you know, he went out there and he made plays. So, it's it's just the truth somewhere in the middle, right? It's not you know I hate it. everyone's the special teams. Did they play well or did they not play well? Well, I don't know. We, we put the ball on the ground twice, but we also scored a touchdown and nailed a 55 yard or so. It's it's not good and bad. It's just somewhere down the middle, and um, we have to improve, right? We have to improve, we have to improve, um, because uh, you know these games are going to come down to the fourth quarter, and, and uh, um, there's things that we can do better. Being five and three. Well, we're well on offense because no one says much about, good about the offense right now, right? We're 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 still first in the Big Ten in rushing. We're still first in the Big Ten in rushing yards per game. We're still first in the Big Ten in, in ten plus yards rushing, 10, 10, 10 yard rushes, which I think is a pretty cool little stat I try to keep. So that you know, like if you're normally doing that, people don't say how the O line play, right? Like they, they kind of know, like well, if you're first in rushing and you run the ball and people know you're running it and you're still first in rushing, you're probably pretty decent at something, right? Um, I asked the offense to get to in the 40s on third down. They did it, right? Um, so, you know, I, I think there's there's kind of those things. So when anytime you're first in rush offense and you're first in rush defense, like what people say ugly, I think is tough. Does that make sense? Like, you know, whereas people might say, hey, you know, you guys are uh, you guys are winning ugly. And uh, trust me, I, I do know it's ugly. So I'm not saying that. I, I'm as upset as anything. But the flip side of it is I just think we're kind of a tough team. I kind of like our guys. I think we're kind of a gr gritty, tough team. And um, I kind of like running the ball and stopping the run. I kind of think that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it's a testament to that. I think it's a testament to winning the, the time of possession. I think it's a testament to playing well on special teams and make, you know, you block a punt one week, you block a field goal one week, you score on special teams one week. I think it's kind of a testament to that. Um, and what's unique, too, is that we're third. And this could be wrong. So if it's wrong, don't say I lied. Just say I was wrong. But I believe we're third in, in yards per completion of the Big Ten at 12.6, which would usually say, hey, you know what, you should probably throw it a little bit more. And you know what? You know, you're up 21 nothing in that game, and they're, we're controlling the game. You know, I'm kind of like, hey, let's just put these guys away. Um, got too late, we got to some of the inside zone slices that won the game at the end. Great job by Donnie saying, hey, hey I got the play. And flipped it to the field, sat, called it, and, and, and Emmett split it. Probably, if I could go back, we could have got to that earlier. But I think it's, a, it's just a testament to, like, hey, we're a physical, tough team. You know, you got to want to play us. But we will always have trouble with other tough teams. Michigan State's a tough team. So that's why I think this will be a battle. Um, and I think it'll be a real battle. How did your first – how did Harvard come in on Sunday feeling after some of the that he took? I don't think he felt real good. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, um, you know, I love the guy. I love the competitor, right? You know, I kind of said to him what I said to you guys. You know, I didn't want to say anything in here that I wouldn't say to them. I said, I said, well, the, the one was your own dang fault, right? Like, you know, um, 
don't, you know, and he said, Coach, that guy could have come off the sideline for all I know. I didn't see him. So, I mean, I love the competitor. Um, and I think he's caught in the middle right now, and I have to do a better job as a head coach sometimes of, hey, I don't want to slide. Um, but he kind of slows down right before contact. The week before, I thought it was hesitant. This week, I think he's just not quite sure what to do, and he hasn't played a super ton. So we're going to work on that this week because both fumbles, you know, he, he, the play was dead. You know, I mean, he knew he was, he knew he was done. He just probably needs to get down on those plays, and not because he's a sheep, but, you know, he just probably needs to skip a rock and get an extra yard, and we'll just play second and nine. So um, we're trying to make sure as a staff, like we took a lot of time this morning as a coaching staff to go back through ourselves and, hey, what are the things that are happening and how do we fix those, right? Um, and, uh, but, I, you know, he's, he's a little bit beat up. Um, but, you know what, that's, he's the quarterback in Nebraska. I know you've been, you've been uh, in this league only, I don't know, six weeks or whatever it is, but you've watched probably all of the teams. The defenses in this league are just way ahead of the offenses statistically. Why do you think that is? I don't think people under, I think people, uh, I don't think people understand or value, maybe we do here, but across the country, the impact of the weather in some of these games and the winds, like, and those those winds, like like the ball Tommy picked off. Tommy's gonna want to fight me, but like he threw that into the wind. Now that, that I mean, they 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 got behind us a couple of times. They threw another ball. They got behind Giff and cover too. Giff's a middle run through the two the two cover two safeties jumped twelve yard route. Same thing happened against same thing happened against Michigan, right on a nice clear ninety eight degree day. And he, my man throws a touchdown we catch on our helmet. Same thing happened. Giff makes a heck of a play to bat the ball away, right? But he's also throwing that. that those winds are severe. Like there's times where we're out there and we're like like you know like the option pass, we would have preferred to have called that in the that we hit to Jalen. We we were gonna call that in the first quarter, you know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, just the wind kind of felt swirling and all those different things. And so um, now we ended up throwing you know th throwing uh, that ball with the wind, you know. And I almost looked like maybe it was gonna be overthrowing it once, but Jalen's so fast. So I think the wind and the elements is a real factor. Um, I think I heard Alvano say it like you know he kicked a 55 yarder. Uh, in those elements, it wasn't you know 80 degrees in Jacksonville, Florida. So I think those are some of the things that 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 are there. And then um, you know, other than that, I don't know. I mean, you see a change in the league now, going to some teams that are, you see some you know going to some teams that are more spread, right? So you know, Purdue obviously was a spread offense. Wisconsin runs the ball a ton. They have some, they have some you know a lot more 11 personnel. So um, other than that, I don't know. But I do think the weather's a real factor. It's so different from the Big 12, which you were in. Yeah, but I mean, I was, we were playing. I mean, I, there was never a day. I was one, there was never a game where the elements ever affected us other than the heat. Like, I, I, like you'd be crazy to be in the Big Twelve and not be a tempo team. And make, it, I played. We played a game at, at Baylor. Like it was an eleven o'clock game where they had to remove the cheerleaders from the field because it was unsafe. Uh, our D line coach's shoes melted into the turf. Like, yeah, okay, so so go tempo, run a hundred plays, and want, and play against the other team's threes. Is that going to work here? You know what I mean? Like, so it's completely different. I used to beg Mac Rhodes. I say, hey, do me a favor. Like these non-conference games, you need another FBS opponent. Go get someone from the north, and make them come down and play in Texas. So it's just, it's just that. Like, just like, like when we start playing teams from warmer climates. I'm not saying like I'm hoping they come in here in November. You know what I mean? So um, there's just diff different things, different places, right? And so that's why NFL teams, I think, love Big Ten. From what the guys I talk to, love Big Ten O linemen. You know, because they know that hey, they, they can they can handle these elements. They can play in the cold. Um, and we've, we've we've played in forty three degrees. We've played in thirty two degrees already. I mean, it's it's a challenge. Will Marquise Buford uh, be available? And, and with the four games left to go, how many how much flexibility do you have with some of these younger linemen now, like Sledge and Gatula, and other guys that have a redshirt still? Like yeah, Sledge and Gatula would be up for these next four games if needed. You know, um, if they're needed on the PAT field goal team or. 
if we have an injury so they're ready to go. So that was kind of the plan all along. Uh, you know, Keith tried to practice a little bit last week. You know, it was sore each day afterwards. So, I, you know, I don't know if he'll be ready to go or not this week. We'll have to wait and see. Probably, you know, probably be a game time decision, you know, in terms of, hey, you know, he wants to go, but is he ready to go? But, uh, you know, we'll practice him. And really, I wouldn't know anything until we'll have Tuesday practice. Can he practice on Wednesday? And then after he goes Tuesday, Wednesday, how does he feel on Thursday? Because the last thing I want to do is in any way do anything to hurt uh, Marquise Buford. I mean, he's he's uh, not only a talented player, but a great, great, great teammate. And um, it's really interesting to see him because he's been kind of like in the mix, but off to the side. And so his perspective, I think, on football is really cool right now because he kind of sees it sometimes as a coach and sometimes as a player. So I'd, I'd love to get him back out there, but I don't know that he'll be ready this week. I'm not sure. Yeah, very fired up for Quentin, and I should have said that in my opening remarks. They told me that earlier. Um, you know, if he doesn't if he doesn't jump on that uh, fumble, the game might be different on the punt return, right? Um, but the fact that you have a senior who's out there playing on the punt return team, I think that who who speaks a lot to him. He's an NFL player, and he's out there playing on the punt return team. That you know, we can make you do that, but we're not making him do that. He's helping the team, so I appreciate that. I appreciate what he did on the field goal block. I mean, he's exactly where he's supposed to be. But then he also brings his own unique talents. Like he, he, you know, Willie Mays caught that ball right over the top of his head. So um, excellent play. So he's a great competitor, um, fiery. I think the guys respect him. Um, you know, we can't play defense the way we're playing without guys who can play man. And uh, he, him and Tommy and Malcolm and Giff and Omar and Phelan, they're, they're doing a great job. How do you approach things right now with Jeff Sims? Um, obviously, there's a I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what it's. I, I wouldn't want to speak for him. I just know that Jeff, Jeff puts as much time in as anybody else. You know, tough scenario to get put into. Like, hey, go in there. Hey, all of a sudden you're going there to play, and it's not like you're going in there to toss the ball around, which is usually as a quarterback what you're going to do. We, we put him in there and we ran him. Um, so, you know, I have a lot of confidence in Jeff Sims. I, I think Jeff is a competitor. You know, um, you're the starting quarterback. You get banged up. Someone else goes in, then they become the quarterback. You know, you watch. You watch when we do the, I think I said this last year, I'll say it one more time. You do those the, those videos that we do, and it's one thing to see a guy celebrate. Like Heinrich scores, you see him celebrating with, oh, what a good teammate. I, I watched and saw when he threw the ball to Malachi on the sidelines. You know, they showed the, they showed the cinematic view, and as he dropped back, you could see Jeff putting his hands up like touchdown as it happened because Jeff cares about the team. And so um, I have nothing but the greatest of respect and admiration for Jeff. And um, he's ready. When his number is called, he's ready. And uh, Chub Chubba is back to form, and he – I'd have no problem putting Chubb in the game. So, um, you know, we have three really good quarterbacks. Um, to me, the the uh, fumbles uh, are are something that falls on me. How have you seen Emmett Johnson grow into his role over the last couple of weeks, and what do you expect? Yeah, I think uh, Emmett's the guy that um, you know um, um, can do the most things. And I don't want to say that bad about anybody else. I just think he's really versatile. Right, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can run between the tackles. He can run outside the tackles. He can run in four minutes because you know he's going to have excellent ball security. Um, but he also picks up the blitzes, you know. And so, on the one drive where we you know where it was 14 plays, 12 plays, whatever it was, you know, that was that was a, a couple of different third down conversions. That's a third down conversion to Jaden Doss, you know, where they blitz the linebacker and, and Emmett steps up and strikes them and blocks them. So I think Emmett just does whatever's needed. And um, I was happy that he had the long run because. 
You know, it's one thing to be, hey, I, I can do everything, I'm sturdy. But when you realize, hey, I can make people miss and go too, then it changes everything. So that's a talented running back room we have. Uh, we need to get more out of the room, and that's not them. That's us as coaches uh, utilizing those guys. Like Fleece came in and was like a shot in the arm, and then, you know, we just didn't get back to it enough. You know, and obviously, if you punch a guy and it costs us 15 yards, you know, that's, that's a problem. Um, and Josh knows that. But, uh, but I think they, we just have a lot of good players in that room. And Emmett just being really versatile will help us in a lot of different ways. Going back to your time at, at Temple and Baylor, you know, your first year here, you've already exceeded you know, the main totals in the first year at those places. But now you're kind of hovering around the, the success and the wins that you have in the second years at those programs. Is there any similarities between your second years at Temple and Baylor compared to your first year here in terms of just the teams? Um, you know, I, I think the difference there those years was um, – we were very up and down week to week, right? Like, you know, we'd win a game. Like, Baylor the second year, we win a game, we lose a game. Like, we lost 66-33 at Oklahoma. And Lincoln Riley, the good man that he is, took, basically took a knee to not make it 70. Kyler Murray is the greatest player I've ever seen on the football field. I, we, just, and we hung in there for a long time, and they just took off. And then we came back the next week, and we beat Kansas, upset Kansas State. And then we, you know, we go to West Virginia, we get our brains beat in on a Thursday night, and we come back the next week, and we upset Oklahoma State. So it was just, we were very much like this, like trying to learn how to win. Whereas these guys uh, in a temple, I can't remember the second year. You have to forgive me. I, I think we had like a run. We, I think we got off to a really good start. I think we were four and two, and then we just fought fought to get wins down the stretch. I think the difference with these guys is they're much more. They understand the process, and they're much more process oriented, right? Like these guys, like they do exactly what we ask. They are bought into what we're asking them to do. Um, you know, and, and so my challenge to them has been like to, for the older guys. It usually takes longer for the older guys because it's like, well, we used to do this, now we do this. And it's not that they don't even want to do it. It's just hard for them. Whereas, like, Jalen Lloyd and Emmett Johnson, when they score, you know, we do this little X factor across the goal line we believe in. Like, you know, Christian McCaffrey, I, I look at it like Christian McCaffrey does it, so you guys should do it. And uh, you see when Heimer scores, he does it. You see when Jalen scores, he does it. You see when uh, Emmett scores. So the, the young players, it's just kind of all they know, and this is the process. The older guys have to kind of learn a new process. And... My challenge to them has been, man, double down on it one more time here and see what you can do. You know, see if you can go get another win this week. See if you can go one and zero. Truly be, truly be one and zero mindset, right? Truly, like, don't say, yeah, you know, we'd love to get X, Y, and Z done, but we're going to try to go one and zero this week. Just truly, truly buy into that process of, man, what do we have to do this week to play well? So um, they're far ahead of where we were in our second years at, at Temple and Baylor. Yeah, we just, you know, we hold the ball. They say four points of ball security. Uh, we talk about a fifth point, you know, when anytime you're in traffic or in four minute, like, you know, the Minnesota fumble, the Illinois fumbles, those all should have been a fifth point of ball security. So um, we call it the X factor because you're making an X, right? And um, so, like, anytime, anytime you're going to hit me, and, and like, I always want the ball in the opposite arm so I can stiff arm you and protect myself. Anytime that my arm's here, I go to X factor. So, like, Heinrich, the guy was to his arm. He should have just gone X factor, and that wouldn't have happened, right? So it's all technical. It's not that the guys don't care. It's all technical. Um, a lot of a lot of our fumbles have come from snaps. <laughs> you know, it's all technical. It's seeing the ball in. It's making a good snap. Um, but yeah, so it's just what we do is we always say like, hey, when you break a long run, right? When you break a long run, like if there's any chance they have to knock the ball, they're running from behind. It's always the guy you don't see. So we just X factor going across the goal line, and uh, it's just a statement that hey, anytime we're inside the five, we're going to do that. So. Uh, we still have guys, you know, some of our older guys, they still want to reach the ball across the goal line. They still want to do those things. Our young guys know that that's not what we do. And so, um, you know, um, I mean, my wife told me I'm a jerk because I yelled at Quentin and Tommy for a high five, and she's like, oh, they're having fun. And I'm, you know, just like, you know, there was not too long ago, you guys were asking me about all the close losses, like, oh, the close losses, the close loss. 
post losses come from reacting instead of having a process like this is what we do we do this we do this and just do it even when you think it's stupid so when i see emmett and jalen do that i'm proud because it's like hey they're just doing what we do not making a decision should i do it now should i not do it then and it to me like we've gone from talking about close losses to ugly 31 14 wins now we this could be a close loss this week so we have to fight the fight of the process and that's that's um and the, the process sounds so stupid but it's just really just doing what we're supposed to do hey you've been in this facility now what do you like most about the new building? Well, I haven't been in it. I'm, I'm, still in the, I'm still in my old office and all those things, so I'm excited to get into those new things. I just love the commitment to recovery for our guys. You could tell right now, like, I pro you could probably tell I haven't slept much since the game on Saturday. Um, so I love, like, on Friday I can go in and, when, when, you know, when, you know when, when the players aren't there, I can go in and use a float tank, right, and reset my whatever it is, sympathetic or parasympathetic, whatever. I can, I can get four hours of sleep in 60 minutes. Um, I, you know, I love the fact that our players can go in there and they can get used infrared to reduce inflammation. I love the fact that there's traction tables. I love the fact that there's resistance pools and cold tubs and hot tubs and dry saunas and infrared saunas and dry flow tanks and wet flow tanks and all those things I think makes their bodies better. Um, a lot of places have them, but they don't, they don't have the commitment from the players. Our players are amazing. And Mitch uh, Cholowinski and his staff do a great job of not enforcing, but teaching and, um, I think it helps our guys' brains. It helps them handle, like you talk about the stress of the season, you know, having these recovery modalities. So, whereas, you know, when I got here, people would talk to me about, all they wanted to do was talk about the building was the recruiting path and recruiting this and recruiting that. Nothing recruits better than players who are happy. And so, I love the fact that our players are in there. I only go in the locker room, you know, on game day. The locker room's pretty cool. I just love the other stuff. So, you're, you're still, like, kind of, your office is over here. What oh, yeah. Is that uh, whenever they get the building done, you know, I think, um, I think, you know, we made a change. Um, it just philosophically kind of like as the, as we were kind of going down the spring, I was like, just get the players in to me. The program is all about the players. Like I, I don't care what office I can work out of a Starbucks. Like to me, it's like, it's like, uh, um, just get the players in. So we, you know, uh, the, the, all the fine people that worked on it, did all that to get that ready. So, um, I think later, later this semester, and I wouldn't really, even if it was ready right now, I wouldn't move my office in the middle of the season. We move the meeting room. So our guys, you know, they, they practice over there. They kind of come up the Tuttle Walk and they come in here and they do their meetings over where they used to. And um, Kristen, our, our performance nutritionist, does an amazing job of you know, feeding them all these different places. So uh, uh, it's, it's worked really well. From your experience, when you face a team like Michigan State, they've lost six in a row. Um, you've seen those teams in the past that have gone through some struggles. Are there any hidden dangers? Yeah, it's just it's 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 um it's it's uh, if you again it's gonna sound like I hate when I sound like a coach, but it's like uh, it's just if, if you don't if you if you don't do the process, it's just expectation, right? You know, if I gave you if I gave if I if you saw me and I gave you a hundred bucks, you'd be like, wow, thanks, Matt. And you saw me the next day, I gave you a hundred bucks again, you'd be like, geez. And then the third day, you'd be looking for me and I gave you a hundred bucks. And then all of a sudden, a week later, I walked by and gave you a hundred didn't give you a hundred bucks. You'd kind of be like, well, what's the deal? And then. If I didn't give you hundred bucks the next day, you'd probably be upset with me, right? Because you start to expect things. So if we expect that the game's going to go one way and it doesn't, then sometimes we're, sometimes we're caught, right? So we expect every game to come down to the very last play. and We've got to throw a Hail Mary, kick the game-winning field, or make a fourth and one stop to win the game. And that way, nothing, 
nothing ever bothers you. You know, hey, hey, we're expected to be down 21 nothing going into the fourth quarter, and we're going to go rally, and we're going to win 28, you know, 22-21. Like, it's just, it's just what do you expect? And so when you look at people's records, if, you, if they have a great record, sometimes you're like, oh, geez, this is going to be really hard. You expect it, and then all of a sudden, sometimes you miss an opportunity to, to go play well. Um, when you look at people's records, you say, oh, they haven't won. You expect, you know, the opposite. Like, I knew Northwestern was a good team. You know, people are kind of, people are saying like, well, you know, who have they really? You know, North, Northwestern's a good team. Just, you know, just look at the football. So, um, that's the that that's the danger. But also like, like think about the men in that Michigan State locker room and what they've accomplished over the years. Think about the last time we went there. Right? We 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 had it almost won and we lost it in the fourth quarter right on special teams play. So think about think about like I said, think about Coach Barnett. All-American there, spends 15 years of service, sends his, uh, steps in as the interim head coach. Maybe he'll get the head coaching job. I don't know. But his last game as head coach, this is their last game at home. How, how would you coach? You know what I'm saying? How would you play if you're, senior, if you're those seniors and you, you didn't go in the portal and you decided to stay and fight for your team? Like I said the same thing about Northwestern. You know, I, told, I said, hey, look at what Northwestern, how they banded together with an interim coach. And that, you know, they, they battled us to the very end. And. And then they went out the next week after after that kind of tough loss to us. They went out the next week and they beat Maryland, who's five and two. So um, it's expectations, and I I know those men on that staff. I know Coach D'Antonio. I know I know the guys that are there. I, I watch the way they play, and um, you know it, 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 we, we would be nuts to not to not uh, to not expect to have to win the game on the last play of the game. In terms of in terms of recruiting class sizes. Um, I think every year is different, you know, I think, um, like I said, this is a unique time still with the COVID year still out there and different challenges. Um, so I think, you know, I, I personally have always believed like your first two classes are so important to set the foundation for what you're going to do. I think when you look at the guys that came in last year, as I said after the game, you know, when I called the freshmen up to eat, I was like, geez, like, we got some good players. <laughs> and we got a bunch of other guys that people haven't even seen yet, you know, so um, just didn't want to pass up on some of these, some of these guys that I think are good players. So, um, you know, we, we have a good staff led by Sean Padden and Vince Ginta and those guys, they, they, they manage it. So I just think it's different each year and, uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll have to do our best to manage just kind of what the following classes look like. I'm going to score that touchdown late. That's what you want, right? You want the offense to finish like that. Does the offensive line need something like that right now or is it confident enough? I think it's confident enough. I think, um, I think, jeez, uh, oh, what week was it, man? I think the Illinois week was the week where the, you know, like the, the, the they, they just decided to like block out the noise and just go play. Don't worry about some of the things, you know, we've talked about in here. Don't worry about the, so how someone else graded them. Don't worry about what people are saying. And you're, you're facing the D line, you know, with four and 88 and the guys that they had at Illinois. And, um, you know, we got up in that game. Um, so I think we needed that. And then, you know, in that game against Illinois, which twice we had the ball down there inside the red zone, we could have scored that touchdown to put the game away. And we had the fumbling issues there, right, and penalties. So to have that happen again this game, you know, I, I literally showed them the Illinois fourth quarter of the team, and I showed them our fourth quarter. Like, it, we haven't improved it until we hit that play, right? And so um, to hit that long run, you know, we talk about a fourth quarter shutout a lot. Um, that's, that's one of the goals of our program, and that's, that includes 75 yards rushing in the fourth quarter. I don't have it in front of me. I think Sean said it at the time it was 76 yards rushing in the fourth quarter that we had. That's, that's a big deal, right? That's a really big deal. So, um, um, you know, 
that's that's kind of like to me running the football like you just you stick with it you stick with it you stick with it you know we've been lucky with some explosive runs but you stick with it and then hope in the fourth quarter that you know you're you're kind of in better shape or that your you know your your work that you put in the way we practice you know the way we practice kicks in in the fourth quarter and the way we practice kicks in in November and so um, that's kind of the mindset so I was happy with those alignment like you know, Ben Scott battled through last week with that knee, you know, and he was like, hey, I'm playing. And, and he, you know, we went full pads on Tuesday, went full pads on Wednesday. He went out there and then played well in the ball game. So uh, happy for that. And we're going to start to Ed tomorrow. What, what do you think about the focus and improvement that you've seen on special teams this year? I think Ed does a phenomenal job. You know, um, for many years, I, I didn't have just a, a special teams coordinator. I had a guy who did that and coached something else, and Ed did it for me. But I just think his ability all day long to talk to players one-on-one -on -one and to make sure guys understand what to do. And like even last week, like the impact of the, of the offensive line injuries, you know, so now Dylan Parrott goes out to be on the field goal team for the first time ever, right? And it's his first, first reps playing. And, you know, to know that, hey, I'm going to get live reps on Tuesday helped him, right? So I think Ed does a phenomenal job of doing those things and managing different players. Um, the one area that has to improve for us is our punt returns. Uh, Coach Darlington came to my office yesterday and, Said it was a disgrace, and he was right. <laughs> so, and he said it in a respectful way, like, "Hey, Matt, let's talk about this." And, um, um, and you know, obviously losing Billy, and then you know, AB, you know, had the fumble, and then, but we're letting the ball hit a lot, and balls are going down to the one. So, there's areas to improve, but I think Ed does such a great job of letting the guys play fast while still trying to find wrinkles. Um, so, you know, we, hey, we we come up with a, a pump block. Hey, we put Elijah Judy in on field goal block. Hey, we we create this. Uh, well, but he doesn't overdo it. Well, some special teams coordinators, man, it's so much scheme that the guys can't play fast. They still have to be able to do offense and defense. And I think Ed's special in that regard. I'm very lucky that he's you know stuck with me this long. All right, guys, good to see everybody.